This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Episode two. Episode two. We've gotten gotten past. I'm already stuffing up, aren't I? We've gotten past our first episode of season one. Mm -hmm. Season two. I can't speak today. Look, it's been a morning, hasn't it? But we just quickly before we even start, I just want to say a massive thank you to everyone for your love and support on the podcast last week. It was just so cool to have it back on Instagram and just seeing it again. I'm like, wow, we're we're back. Honestly, I was a bit overwhelmed by like Mm. in the best way of just like everyone tagging us in their stories and like, I was like, wow, people are listening. (laughs) I'm honestly still a bit nervous from last week's episode, yet it's come out. Yeah. Every, (laughs) I don't know. I'm just like, whoa, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff happening in the last week, but it's just, I love podcasting. I feel like it's the funnest platform. And I don't know. I think sometimes when we're recording, you forget that people are on a walk or in the car or just living their lives. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. We're just sitting here right now looking for like what is going on. But it's crazy to think that you guys are on your walk in New York, in Germany. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. It's wild. And can I also say, so as you would have known from last week's episode, we are now recording in a studio. Yeah. Basically, our last week was recorded in the old studio, really. Mm. And this is in a new studio. And we're just sitting on the couch. And it feels very just like chill. Do you know what it reminds me of? Like the set of friends or something. And we're just like on the couch. We're getting cozy. I feel like our chats are going to just feel like you're really sitting here with friends. And I'll never get over the headphone situation. So (laughs) this week, you'll you'll see on our reels and in our vlogs. But we have our headphones on with a mic attached. So... Let's address the elephant in the room. Okay. Last, did you see a few comments yes. on the, yeah. I saw the DMs, didn't I? Yeah, I saw them too. I haven't <laughs> responded yet, but the good, old, <laughs> the good old audio. And I have to say, okay, we're, we're, we're backtracking, but yes, the audio last week was a tiny bit pitchy because mm-hmm. we were rocking. <laughs> because we are very fidgety. We are fidgety, yep. Yeah. And so basically we had like mics in front of us last week and mm. we would move back and forth and twisting around so our voices were very in and out but this week we had the headsets with the little with the mic picture a pilot <laughs> flying a plane i want everyone channeling their inner pilot that's what we look like right now yeah but it works because it works. we can move we can we can jump yes and it's fine and it's fine it's so fine. i'm hoping this audio is going to be on point yeah but thank you for all the messages anyway to let us know yes we were aware we knew exactly why and <laughs> yeah. it won't happen again so. it won't it won't <laughs> look feeling good but let's get into it yes. highs and lows because we just we just baffled them with bullshit for the first five minutes we so did. highs and lows us. how has your week been Okay, so when I was falling asleep last night, I was like, highs and lows, so if you think. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, it's been a pretty great week for me. I haven't mm-hmm. really had a low, but my high was over the weekend, Georgia and I actually came down, up, down, up, up, up. Yeah, <sighs> I'm higher. <laughs> Am I better than everyone? Am I better than everyone? <laughs> no, but we came up to Riley. And we yeah. just kind of had a bit of a girls' night, didn't we? It was fun. It was just so nice. And I think we're all saying, I just need, or we just need a girls' weekend. Yeah. So we came down, we did a brutal hit class. Yeah, that was hard. Thanks a lot, Riley. <laughs> Yeah, I'll stitch you up on that one tonight. <laughs> no, but it was so good. And then we just spent the day at the beach, mm. ate a lot. Oh, we ate a lot of food. 
A lot of food. A lot of food. Like mm. we were going to the toilet a lot the next day. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> TMI, but that, that was the reality. Yeah. <sighs> but it was Don't just nice. Mm. And we watched um, Life As We Life Know It. Life As We Know It. And I've never watched that before. Such a good movie. It's such a solid movie. I feel like I've definitely seen it. Anywhere between seven to ten times. I can see why. I don't know. I can't believe I hadn't seen it before. I think yeah, we know exactly why. We've yes. watched it more than once. Josh, Josh Duhamel. <laughs> he's my new celebrity crush. Hands yeah, down. He's gorgeous. Oh, he's stunning. He's stunning. Dog. No, he really... Yeah. Oh, he's just something else, isn't he? He is. Mm. You know what? As well, in the movie, like, the baby's name's Sophie. And every single time he said my name, I was like, ooh. <laughs> Maybe you feel some kind of way. <laughs> oh my Sorry, God. Sam. And Sorry, Sam. Yeah, okay. We, we just need to move right on, on from there. So I guess that was your high. That's of my the high. Week. Yeah. Did I have a low? Look, probably, but like nothing that stands out. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. I mean, I can't. I feel like I've had a lot to do with your week, so I can't personally pinpoint a low for you. <laughs> um, How about you? Yeah, highs and lows. I have not given this. Any thought whatsoever, low, straight up, got my period. Mm-hmm. It's not low. Happy to have a regular cycle, yeah. but a bit of pain. Well, I, I arrived at Riley's house today and she just walked out with her little heat pack in her pants. <laughs> so I'm wearing like pink high-waisted um, Amos shorts today and I just have my heat pack like right just tucked in the bottom of skin-tight pants. It's always a really good look, but I loved it. It works. And honestly, I'm getting – I'm going to jump in early with the recommendations, but if you haven't – Get on moon milk when you're on your period. Yep. Moon milk or adrenal switch. Yes. Mm-hmm. One of the two. Yeah. Magnesium. You need magnesium dose. You do. Yeah. It just, it works wonders. It really does. Mm. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's my low. So not really a low. And I think high, honestly, I've just had a really solid week mm. since, um, I guess we recorded last Tuesday. It's Wednesday now. So a bit over a week, but it's just been so good. Mm. I yeah. also think that even just getting back into the podcast, we have been on a high since that day. Totally. We yeah. recorded, we sat back in our cars and we were like, wow. And then yeah. we got home and we were like, wow. Next just, day. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And just connecting with um, you guys again. I don't know what it is about podcasting. I'll, it's something I'm, different. Yeah, it is. And also something that I don't know if we – I don't know if we addressed this last week, but I don't realize that we have people on the podcast that don't um, follow our YouTube yes. or our Instagrams. Yes. It is wild to me when they're like, oh, I found your podcast. And I'm like, wow. Like I just assume everyone's kind of following us and then found us from there. Yeah. I feel like podcasts, I guess, just compared to Instagram and YouTube isn't really a platform that you find people on. No. Well, I don't think anyway. I've never done that before, I don't think. No. So it's cool. It's cool. Mm. So if you're just like, so, okay, here's my thing. If they found us on the podcast, they don't know who's who really talking. No, that's, that's, I think for me, I'm a very visual person. I need to know like who, who I'm listening to, what they look like, what their family life looks like, what their house (laughs) looks like, what's going on. (laughs) But um, it's cool. So if, yeah, if you've only ever listened to us, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. You're getting a very raw and uncut random version of us but yes. i love that too we love to see it no, we really do so good but <laughs> in today's episode we i mean just to preference like the rest of this season we have some really exciting guests and things coming on so there is a lot to come but we kind of wanted the first few episodes just be a little bit more chilled just yeah. getting back into it ease everyone into it mm-hmm. so we thought today we would sit down and just answer a bunch of questions that you guys have sent through um some random some not so random yeah some a bit more in depth some quick exactly i think we just yeah. kind of want to have a bit of a catch-up don't we we do we need it for us yeah we need it just we're 
second episode back. Like, totally. Yeah, we're, we're still getting still, used to the headset. We've exactly, got to, yeah. exactly. Before we interview anyone, we have to get it ready ourselves. <laughs> totally, completely. Um, so I guess let's just jump straight into, get it. into it. Now, first question: How do you deal with loneliness? Um, dash not having friends in your area. Glad you're back. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely one for you. Yeah. So did I mention this a bit in last week's podcast? I, I think I might have. Yeah. But um, I think I definitely experienced the most loneliness I've ever experienced the past year living away. Mm. Purely just down to the fact that, you know, I was five hours away from literally anyone, at yeah. least five hours away. And I had to jump on a flight sometimes to even just see my friends. And I think <sighs> it was yeah, yeah wild, crazy. right? Mm. And I'd never experienced that before. And I know that a lot of people do. And I kind of didn't really realize until I started to share my thoughts on it and people were like yes like I moved with my partner away from all friends and family and it's so isolating yeah. and I think you know especially doing what I do working for myself by myself at home mm-hmm. it's not like I really have the opportunity really easily to go out and meet people at a workplace or stuff like that yeah. and so I think I was away or living away with Sam for his work for like a year and four months or something like that mm-hmm. and it was crazy how much it not only affected me but also it affected my relationship with him because yeah. I was relying on him so much for my social side you know just talking to someone like I would rely on him rely on him so much and he would get home from work tired yeah. and I hadn't had any like time to socialize all that day so I was like let's do this let's do this and it it kind of created sometimes some friction in our relationship too Mm. so I think it's so important when you are living away connect to friends as much as you can in terms of FaceTime, videoing, if, if it's on Snapchat, it's Instagram. It's a huge one for you. It really mm. is. And that, like I video specifically like Georgia and Riley daily, mm. even now still a little bit, but like so much when I lived away because <laughs> hourly, <laughs> literally I give up daily updates, hourly updates. Okay. But, you know, it made me feel like I wasn't alone. So I think totally. social media and our technology and phones are so good for that mm. and as much as you can try and get away to see people because it's just so isolating yeah it really is and I guess like with that it's like keeping yourself in the loop because I feel like even though I live near friends and family and all the rest of it I still work alone from mm-hmm. home um and yeah there's always that level of like oh have I actually spoken to anyone today but yeah. I know I guess from like a friendship standpoint the way that we've always like even as a group and as an individuals have stayed connected is just voice noting all the time like I will yeah I feel like there's never a time we don't know what's happening in each other's lives even if we don't see each other for two months yeah exactly so that just like helps a lot I feel like definitely you in the loop in that sense which is so good but I guess moving on from that what would be our advice dash experience with navigating life and what you want to do after high school Mm, I think this is something that a lot of people struggle with quite a bit not knowing what they want to do after high Mm. school. I remember I I had this friend and she was like, I literally don't know what I want to do. And I think a lot of people in that situation go, well, I might as well go to uni. Yes. And we were just speaking about this actually because we were just – this morning interviewed on Luca's podcast. What's it called? Um, the CEO podcast. CEO podcast. Yeah. Um, so we were actually, both of us were interviewed on that and we were just saying that, you know, a lot of people go, I don't know what I want to do, go to uni, get mm-hmm. a massive hex debt in something that they don't even really love because they were just kind of like, oh, I'm kind of interested in this, might yeah. as well do it. Um, and I think that's so prevalent 
right? And especially when you're getting pressure from your friends, your family, what are you studying at uni? What are you doing? Mm. What are you like, what are you going to do with your life? And you're like 18, 17. You're not meant to know. No, you're like, oh, I don't know. So I think my biggest thing is try as many things as you can because you'll try 10 things maybe before you'll find that one that you love. Completely. I could not agree with this more. Something that I often um, speak of too is like proximity, right? And you have to look at what you're surrounding yourself with and what's in your sort of immediate space. So I guess this can refer back to your friends, your family, your job, um, how you network, what you do for your hobbies, everything like that. So if you don't know exactly what it is that you want to do, that's fine. It'll probably change and pivot so many times throughout your life. But I know for me, if you want opportunities to come your way, you have to look at proximity. Who are you surrounding yourself with? What do you do outside of work? If you feel like opportunities don't come to you or I guess even above that, like ideas and things that perhaps you could step into that you're not aware of yet, you need to put yourself in situations and circumstances that perhaps can make those opportunities arise. And no one's lucky, right? Like mm-hmm. opportunities don't just come to you. If you want to be better, have more, do more, see more, get more directional, more clarity, you have to look at what you're around. Mm-hmm. And proximity can also sort of refer to even what you listen to. So listen to podcasts, listen to things that make you feel inspired or motivated or give you ideas. And more than ever, if you feel like you're lacking a lot of clarity, just go inwards and do so much self-work and self-discovery work that you learn a lot more about yourself in that process inadvertently. On the other end of that, you'll probably get a lot more clarity on where you're headed and where you want to go long term as well. Yeah. And I also think that, you know, if you're struggling to kind of work out what you want to do with your life, start by thinking, what do I love? What do I enjoy? What are my hobbies? Then from there, think, okay, how can I turn this into something that's going to make me a living? Completely. You know, like I genuinely, like not even kidding, spent most of my childhood making videos. Yeah. Yeah. I've just, (laughs) I literally would film so much. Oh my gosh. Okay. You need to find some footage and post it to the Instagram. I do. I really do. It's probably on some hard drive, but like, that's how I would spend a lot of my time. And now that it's basically, it's my full-time job. Totally. And I think we expect too much of ourselves sometime. And we definitely spoke about this in our interview this morning, but just let go of the expectation of always trying to know what you think you should be doing because Mm -hmm. As long as we hold a lot of expectation around things, it often leads to disappointment, which inadvertently leads to, oh, I failed, so I give up. Mm -hmm. But know that that is life as well and that is going to happen at times, but you need to be prioritizing you first and foremost. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I think doing that self-work will lead ultimately to a realization or you will land in a place where you feel like, yeah, this is it for me. Exactly. And you might not find that to your 30, 40. There's no time limit. doesn't matter. Yeah. Mm. We love it. Okay. Next question. This one she's written for fun. If you had to eat only one meal for the rest of your life, what would it be? I actually hate this because I'm, I love food. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Like when you think about this, what, how does one make this decision? Look, I don't know. Because like, are you choosing something sweet? Are you choosing something savory? I actually hate this question. Yeah. What? what, what, (laughs) Hot, cold. Yeah. Sweet, 
savory. Yeah. Soft, hard. <laughs> I think. You know what I mean? Though? Yeah. Like, do you go for avocado on toast because avocado is soft? Toast yeah. is harder. Or do you go for like soup or a oh, side bowl? absolutely not. But a side bowl is just like soft. Yeah, that's true. See, I would f- get boring. Yeah. I actually struggle to answer A meal. A okay. meal. But like I don't want pasta for breakfast. Chicken burrito bowl, extra guac, no cheese. <laughs> I think that's what I have to do. <laughs> I don't know. Like part of me is like smoothies always classic, but like I get over smoothies. smoothies. Oh, no. Oh, thanks. <laughs> well, it's not a meal. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. See, no. It actually makes me quite stressed (laughs) thinking about it. I feel a little bit overheated right now. I'm getting quite hot. (laughs) Me too. What does one do in this situation? I don't don't know. know. Okay, gun to your head. You can only have one meal for the rest of your life. (laughs) Chicken chicken burrito bowl, extra guacamole cheese. That's what comes to mind. Only when makes it. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Jaya, if you're listening, the, we love you. Oh, whoever it is from my local guzzi, they just nail it every single time. What's your meal? Gun to your head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Come on. I don't know. Avocado on toast. I don't even love love that. Like I do. Yeah, but it's a staple. <sighs> I can't choose, Riley. Don't do this to me. Yeah, I don't like this. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, let's move on. Um, okay, let's just – I'm just going through the questions you guys sent in. Um, what were your hub- hobbies – I'm going to say hobbies. <laughs> no, <laughs> no hobbies yet. yet. <laughs> what were your hobbies when you were in your teens? Oh, my God. All I did was train. <laughs> Being fitness. You know queen. what? I actually um, I used to draw a lot. Really? Like I love art. Riley, this is something I didn't know about like you. Water colors, oil pastels. <gasps> Me too. Did you? Yeah. Maybe we should have an oil yeah. pastels <gasps> painting night. I should have got you some for your birthday. You shouldn't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, so We're on this leather couch, <laughs> and um, yeah, that was just funny. I don't know if anyone. Heard I that. promise it was my shoe here. I'll try and recreate. No, it. I I know it was your shoe. I just want to recreate. My it. thighs are stuck to this. <laughs> yeah. <they're- laughs> <laughs> Great timing. What was the question? Hobbies when you were oh, a teenager. Okay, making videos. <laughs> we love to see it. Yeah. Cooking. Do you know? Oh, do you know what oh, I used to love? Yeah. You Master to- Chef. Okay. And I used to have like cook offs with friends. Oh. <laughs> oh, I really felt that judgment. No, that's cool. <laughs> no, no, no. We'd have like one ingredient and we'd have to make something. We should do that. Sometime. Yeah, yeah. Don't. I would 100% not be good at that at all. (laughs) Yeah, like we have like one, like a sweet potato and you have to make a dessert. I have to make a main. Someone makes an entree with it. So other ingredients are involved. Yes, but you have to base it around one ingredient. Let me guess. You were on the sweet potato brownies. (laughs) You know you were. Yeah, I was. (laughs) (laughs) Some things never change. (laughs) They really don't. (laughs) All right. Someone else has asked how to not feel overwhelmed by a long to-do list and be okay with not finishing it. Okay, so something I feel like I'm the queen of writing the longest to-do list in Mm. the world. Like I'll be like writing every single thing I need to get done down Yeah, and then I see it and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. Like it just feels so overwhelming. And then I think I was, I don't know where I saw it. Did it, was it TikTok? Was it Instagram? Did I read it somewhere? Couldn't tell you. (laughs) But some, it's like the professionals that I've seen online Mm. say you really only should do 
anywhere between like four to seven, I think, like to-do lists, not to-do lists, points or check things. Four to seven? Yeah, a day to make sure that like you're not overwhelmed. And I started doing it. I kind of gave myself the limit of seven Mm. and you just feel so much better. And, you know, you can, of course, mentally it's better. Yeah, Yeah. you can, of course, finish that seven Mm. and then go on to do more things. Yeah. But like only having seven things to do, it's like it's telling your brain this is so much more achievable. Yeah, I think that's so true. And I guess it depends like what kind of person you are when it comes to to-do lists because I'm someone who's like, wake up, drink water, brush teeth. Yeah, and I'm like, I am so accomplished. Yeah, see, me too. And that's like a 50-something list, you know, by the time you break down every little thing. But it also can be like reverse psychology because you feel really productive doing like the basic task of brushing your teeth. Yeah. So – I guess it depends, but I agree with you when it comes to, I guess, like uni work job related tasks, not writing a hell of to do list where you just know realistically, there's no way you're going to be able to get it done. Mm. This kind of goes against, I guess, the advice of what a lot of people would give. You know how you hear often, it's like, get the hardest thing done first. Yes. I actually completely agree with that. Do I do it? Absolutely not. I'm someone who's like, okay, if I've got 10 things on that list and Three of them are like reply to an email or message someone back or whatever. I'm like smash those out because if all the little things are done, I'm like, cool, it's one thing left. Yeah. And I like to know I've got, you know, two hours left in my workday, for example, to complete that big task mm. versus spending the first four hours doing it and then not getting the rest done, if that makes sense. Do you also feel like when you start getting the little stuff done, it's like in like literally reverse psychology, you're like, I am productive because yes. I've started with those. And yeah. if you kind of think, oh, I'm going to do the hardest thing first, you'll just put it off. Yeah, completely, because I don't want to do that. Yeah, I'm like, meh. Yeah, I mean, does it work for me? I don't know. Is it the most effective thing? Probably not. But kind of works. I think you just got to work out what kind of a person you are. Even like having a person, like even like split your page down into two sides. Mm. Personal, everything I want to get done. Make bed, brush teeth. two. Yes. I think that's And then like three work priorities for the day. Definitely. And I feel like having your priorities set is really important because if – Yeah, like uh, that's when I feel like you fall short and that's when you feel more disappointed, if anything. If you say vacuum the floor, but you really know that who cares if I don't do it till Friday, Mm it doesn't matter. But if you have to get a uni assignment done or you have to submit something for work or whatever it is and you're pressed for time on that, make it a priority. And if you know it's a priority, even like a reward process. Yeah. Um, Process? System. System, yeah, yeah. I'm all about rewards. So if I know I can sleep eat, watch TV, (laughs) do absolutely nothing once it's done. Yeah. That's somewhat motivating for me as well. Yeah, definitely. Okay, next question. Okay. I think I'm going to like this one. (laughs) Okay. Are you ready? So, this girl's asked, how do you both feel about your tattoos now that it's been a few months? Well... If anyone watches this recording back, I was had my arm like this and I saw it and I was like, oop. <laughs> Whenever I have my arm like this, I'm like, oop. I realise that you don't know how my arm is right oh, now. Oh, yeah. My arm's being shown. Whenever so. you can see it, I hide it. Yeah. Look, I hate them. I hate them. And I do mean them because I hate both of ours so much. <laughs> Me too. Oh. What did we do? Uh, if, you, if you're coming to the podcast new. Oh. <laughs> Basically, we had the most spontaneous tattoo Mm. situation where we decided in approximately five minutes what we were going to get. Like, if you asked me five minutes prior, I I would have told you I'm never getting a tattoo in my life. And then I got one. This was a sad – that was a sad in me. I was like, let's do it. Spontaneous. Yeah. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Oh my god. And I low key still have not forgiven you for put it on your forearm. <laughs> that will look so good. What? Riley, I haven't forgiven you for telling me to get your okay on my It was not ever. I, do you know what I think it was? I think we were both so focused on what we were getting, we didn't care about the other person. No, we didn't. <laughs> yeah. Oh, guys. Look, it was okay, not our finest hour. Like I think uh, mm. <laughs> since since we've gotten them, when was it? March. March. I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess you know, take us back to the night that we got them. Mm. Complete trauma. Absolute trauma. And I know a lot of people will be like, oh, girls, like it's a little tattoo. Don't worry about oh, it. Oh, yeah. First and I, I am over it. Yeah, like I'm it, over it too. It's there now. But do Just I... off my body. Do I, do I cringe every time I look at it? Absolutely. <laughs> do you know what? I posted a photo, like one of the beach photos I posted oh, yesterday. You I could just, see it. And I was like, hey, that. Oh, I actually hate them. Like, and the thing is, it is just funny now. And the thing is, we are getting them removed. <laughs> just... Just a preference, like it's not staying on my arm. Uh, no, is that so my, um, funny? Um, I was gonna say my boyfriend, but everyone knows T's parent. T's mum was like, "Oh, that's not, that's not like you." I'm like, "I know, I know." Oh, I just cannot believe that my entire life I've said I wasn't getting a tattoo, and then I got a tattoo that I hate. Well, I've got two. For yes, people that don't know, so I've got one on my hip, and that's just like that's whatever. Yeah, but you know, that one's not bad. And it's it not can bad. be hidden. Yeah, and I just don't really care. Like no. I'm sort of like, oh yeah, that's yeah. fine. And also, the one on my arm is so badly done. Yeah, it is. It really is. And I tried to, like, tell you that it wasn't at first, but I really knew that it was. You're okay. (laughs) Can I just say as well, I might have explained this in the podcast where we talked about getting (laughs) tattoos, but I kind of had, like, a a bit of a panic attack the night before. (laughs) Okay. I'm before s- or after? No, before. Oh. This You were asleep. You were peacefully sleeping next to me. You snores every now and again. We were in this Airbnb and it was like windy. The door was like smashing and I had this headache. It was windy. Yeah. Yeah. I had this headache and I was, I, you know when like you're, you can feel your heart as if like you've just done a massive workout like mm. beating in your chest and I kind of couldn't breathe really probably. Good anxiety. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Am I dying? Oh wait, no, this is anxiety. Um, And... That is literally the only reason I got this because I was like, I just need something that I can see. It's going to make me feel good. It's going to make me feel okay. Yeah. It does not. Whenever I see it, I feel angry. (sighs) Yeah, I don't. I feel like just, oh, I don't know. Just don't do that. No. I feel like that's my advice to anyone. Just think about it first. And I feel like the place we went were very much like, Oh, like, just get it. Yeah. And they acted like it was like, oh, who cares? Exactly. And you know what? In hindsight, yeah, who cares? Yes. But it's a tattoo. Get over it. It has been on my arm for probably nearly, what, six, six months? months? Yeah. And I still hate. Yeah. And I haven't hated it any less <laughs> since I got it on my arm. It's almost like I hate it more and more every day. Yeah, kind of. And, oh, you know what? Moving on. Because every time I look at it, I'm just like, what is that? Yeah, Absolutely. And I'm almost like, I'd get another tattoo, but I just think about it for more than oh, 30 yeah. seconds I before want, I get it. I want quite a few more, but not until that's gone. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to hurt, but yeah. I'm here for it. Oh, I'm just like, get this off. I don't even care. I don't even care how much it hurts. No, me neither. No. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, Next goodness. question is advice on navigating friendships now that we're getting older. 
Okay. See, I love this question because I think that the older you get, the more one, you figure out who your friends are. 100%. And two, you kind of figure out what specific friends need what. So I think with friendships, now you're getting older, communication, this is with everything, relationships, friendship Mm. is absolutely key. One friend might need something and value something that the other friend doesn't. So knowing- It's like love languages. It is, right? Some people, like some friends might love that you check in every week with them. Other friends could not care less about Mm. that. So it's really kind of knowing your friend, I think too. But I also think as you get older and you know, you're mature and your friendships mature- a lot of friends kind of, you know, dwindle out, don't they? Yeah. And you figure out what you want. You know, I think if you naturally dwindle out from friendships as well, it's never a one-sided thing. I think, you know, a part of you both sort of moving apart from each other is a natural thing yeah. that just kind of occurs. And more than anything, like you said, you obviously get to know your friends better, but more than anything, you get to know yourself better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that kind of leads to, I guess, a crossroad of like, okay, well, who do I want to be around? What does that look like? What are my interests and how, you know, do friendships sort of fit into my life? And oh, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was on Life Uncut, but they were talking about how many people you actually have um, the capacity for and like the amount um, of energy to like hold space for in your life. And I think like a level one friend was like two people in your life, but that could be like your sister and your mum. Yeah. So they're people that have like known you forever, know absolutely everything about you, Mm -hmm. are the closest people to you in your life. So there's two people. Mm. So if you have a partner and parents and siblings, there's not even enough for them. Yeah. And then you go the next level down and I think it was three or five, which is like the friends that you tell everything to. You don't live together. You're not in each other's pockets, but yeah. you would be one of my five. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like where mm-hmm. we pretty much know everything all the time, but yeah. it's not as though, um, you know, we're family or something like that. Yeah. So you think about that, there's seven people and equally my dad has to fit into that. My yeah. sister has to fit into that. Mm-hmm. There's family members that fit into your number five. So we really don't have the space or time or energy mm-hmm. for, you know, 20 people, yeah. a friendship group of 20 people. And I think um, sometimes with social media, we feel as though we need these huge group of friends. Mm. And that's fine if you if you're someone who's in a huge group of friends, but you can still probably recognize that, yeah, within that group, I'm really only that close to two or three of them. Yep, exactly. And there's no shame in not being able to hold space for that many people because – you're going to probably run um, empty within yourself as well. Yeah. Well, it's almost like having your eggs in too many baskets. You can't Mm. actually keep on top of it. And then you might feel like you're being a shit friend to all of your friends because you've got so many that you can't even give your full attention to one of them. Do you know what I mean? Totally. There's only only so many hours in a day rather. Mm. So if you work a full-time job, you might be at uni, um, whatever you have going on, you have a partner, you've got family, you're you know, training, you're exercising, you have hobbies. Yeah. It doesn't leave a lot of time for 20 friends. So Mm -hmm. I feel like probably more than anything, it's just getting people that, yeah, just relate to you and understand. And I think, I mean, I will just speak from our perspective on our friendship, but we're both quite lazy. There's no expectations. There's no expectation. And I think that's why we do talk every single day and, Mm -hmm. We just see each other when we see each other and there's no real pressure because I'm like, well, yeah, Soph's got her stuff on. I've got my stuff on, but there's never, um, I don't know what the word is, but you know, we just both acknowledge that 
we're busy people, we're great friends, but I don't expect Soph to wake up every morning and ask how I'm feeling that day. Yeah. I think the most important thing that I've realized and I know that I've experienced a bit is don't have expectations of people and don't think that you like their your life revolves around theirs or vice versa, you know? Or don't make their actions mean anything to you. Yes. If that makes sense. Exactly. Like if yeah, like if I had a bad day one day and didn't message so she could let that mean that I don't like her, I'm rude, something's wrong. But maybe I'm just having a crap day. Exactly. And I think a lot of the time people are so involved with themselves that they go, oh, why isn't this person doing that? Mm. They're they're also so involved in themselves. Like you're living living both two completely different lives. You can't have expectations. You can't expect a friend to do something. You can't be like, oh, I want them to do this. And then Mm. when they don't, get disappointed because you didn't voice that. Totally. You know what I mean? So it's – but I also think it's like – You've got to realize, and as you get older, I think you realize that you've got friends for different situations. Yeah. We were speaking about this the other day. You know, you might have a friend that it's purely you talk relationships with. You might have mm. a friend purely business. You might have a couple friends that you hang out with, you know, yeah. you and your boyfriend and them. Like, there's different friends friends for everything. Just a friend to, like, go for a walk with. Yeah. And that's so normal. It doesn't have to be everyone yeah. is so close and best friends, you know. Mm. Yeah, and it's just recognizing that. And I think mutually recognizing that, like – it's it's okay to have friends for certain things and equally like the amount of time that you spend with those people it's again like coming back to proximity just recognizing when someone maybe doesn't serve you as much as another friend or if um you know perhaps you walk away from friendships feeling quite drained it's mm. it's just about recognizing that and more than anything i'll always say this protect your energy first and foremost yeah it's really important going on from that this question asks did you stay friends with people from high school or make new friends after Hmm. No. Um. I no. no. <laughs> Don't get me no. wrong. I I have friends growing up mm. that I'm still friends with. Were they friends from high school? No. Mm. I wouldn't say that I was friends with them because I went to school with them. I don't think I'm friends. Um. Yeah. No. Not with anyone from high school that I can think of. Um. And yeah, I mean, have I made friends after school? Definitely. We spoke about this and I think for a lot of us, we need to go through a period of perhaps not having a heap of people in our lives or you get to a really big sort of transitional period where you're like, okay, I'm no longer in school. I'm no longer friends with these people because I have to sit with them at lunch Mm -hmm. or I'm in their English class or whatever it might be. And you kind of have to look at yourself and think, okay, what do I want in my life moving forward? Who do I want to be surrounded by? And I know when I had that time, I don't know if it, I don't know, call it manifestation, call it what you want. People popped into my life. Mm -hmm. Okay, Sophie. (laughs) (laughs) You were a huge one in that. And it changed everything for me. It changed um, my goals, how I saw myself moving forward, my business, everything like proximity Mm. is everything and I needed that shift in my life and because of that things opportunities whatever have come my way um through being around people that are just more aligned with where I see myself heading yeah I think that when you have you're spending six hours a day with these people you're going to school with you might go to dance or you might have some sort of after school thing with them too you see them on the weekends it is so easy to be friends because your lives Mm -hmm. are exactly the same you're experiencing the exact same thing as soon as you leave high school what do you have yeah nothing Mm -hmm. and you all go off in different ways and not to say that you're not going to be friends with you know your friends in high school I'm definitely still friends with a couple but 
all of the friends that you have in high school feel like everything to you, mm-hmm. absolutely everything. Or maybe like, you know, you're like, oh, I can't connect with anyone. Like I don't, like they've got all these people around me, yeah. but I'm not connecting. Know that once you leave high school, none of that is like even a thing. And yeah, and don't you think as well, like you, if you're, yeah, if you're listening to this right now and you're in your 20s, in your 30s, whatever, and you're like, I don't have a best friend mm. or I don't have, um, you know, a really close group of girls or whatever that looks like for you, they can still be coming. Yeah. I don't think, uh, yeah, I feel like social media is really bad for this. We feel like we need to have heaps of friends or heaps of people around us, but it's just not true. And honestly, different, like, it's crazy to think only a year ago you just met Georgia and I was about to meet yeah, Georgia. It must you haven't be met her yet. Based on what's – yeah, November it would have been. Yeah. So what? Crazy. You know? Yeah. And that was only, you know, months ago, like yep. technically speaking. So it is crazy how much someone or something can change your life and you – from that person you meet more people and then all of a sudden you've got this group of girls or these close friends that you're like, oh, like, Where'd you when come did that from? happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So – Never limit yourself to that and your your best friend could be coming or your group of friends could be coming. But again, you need to network and put yourselves in situations where you feel like, yeah, well, I'm into my health and fitness, for example. So I'm going to put myself out there, go to yoga, join a group fitness, do something mm-hmm. like that. So you are going to meet like-minded people and not to sort of wait for them to come to you in a sense. Yeah. You could even join a reformer Pilates. <laughs> I'm not even getting started on reformer. If you know, you know. I just had to add it in, okay? Uh, I'm like, it was so nice not hearing Reformer Pilates this whole time. Anyways, okay, next question. <laughs> no, I love it. I love your passion. You do. Um, how do you actually earn an income online and what would your suggestions be to start? Okay, I'm very passionate about this. Yeah, take it away. Okay, I think that everyone should have multiple income sources. Mm. I think that is the key to being comfortable with money, right? Because then you don't have to rely on one thing and it can constantly be changing. So for me, my income sources, I think I once heard a podcast and it was like this really successful businesswoman or man said that you should have seven. Tony Robbins. Thank you. (laughs) I've heard this one. (laughs) But so mine are, I've got YouTube AdSense. I've got sponsorships. I've got my brand decision made. I've got affiliate links. Mm-hmm. So when people use my affiliate or discount codes or something like that, I own commission. Yeah. Um, ebook. Mm. Is there anything else? Sometimes I forget. I think that's the main ones right now. Probably. So yeah, I think I'm trying to, I'm, I literally can't. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I yeah. That would be it. So those Final are basically six. the main ones that I earn money from working yeah. online and I think that is so important because you never know when one is going to dwindle out and then you, you okay. don't have to feel stressed about that. No. You know, if I order, all of a sudden stop selling ebooks or all of a sudden stop making money on YouTube, I'm fine. Yeah, completely. Because I've still got the rest. Yeah, and this comes down to everything. I don't think this um, – yeah, online is huge and it's a great way to make – like you said, different um, sources of income will have that income come from different places. I'm the same. I love to think I've got like at least five or yeah. six that I'm like, cool. Okay. If one fails, I'm good. I've got different areas as well. So it is important and it's just about being creative and knowing that 
I mean, definitely listen to the podcast we recorded on Lucas' podcast this morning if you're interested in, I guess, more like the business side of things yeah. and social media because we spoke a lot on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like we've like said it all already, but yeah. not on this podcast. But um, yeah, it's definitely important to note that you can absolutely do it. And it's not about being an influencer or no. having a YouTube channel or anything like that. Not but at all. there are so many ways that you can make money. It's just about being creative and obviously doing something that you feel passionate about. So it kind of goes a distance as well. But I guess in regards to making money online, it really is that, isn't it? YouTube AdSense, I guess for you, um, Instagram would be through collaborations. Mm-hmm. Um, affiliate links is a huge one, I guess, when you're influencing or whatever. I hate that word. Um, <laughs> I could tell when you um, said it, you're like, like influencing or whatever. Um, whatever. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I guess that's like, yeah, the biggest way. But more than anything, I wouldn't have a business without Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess I don't think I would have a client if I didn't have Instagram. So uh, yeah. that is kind of where I think I make money through social, social media, media, but it's not because of social media, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I think that with anything, I think online is the way forward. So if you have mm. any sort of business, put it online. I would not have made one sale through my brand if I didn't have social media. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think, well, I guess just the last two years have taught us that more than anything that the reason I moved online predominantly at the beginning was because I had to. Yeah. <laughs> there was no choice. So yeah, I'm now I'm online because I'm like, well, it's safe. It's there. I, for one, love it. Like yeah. <laughs> I love working online and I love um, how broad it is. Like to have an opportunity to work with clients overseas to me is, it will never not baffle me. Mm. It's crazy. Isn't I love it. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah good I love stuff. it too. Good stuff. But that probably, I hope that answers it. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay. Oh, this is a fun question. What is your favorite high from this year? Because I know you guys do your weekly ones. Oh, I don't even know. It's kind of like the it's what cool meal would you eat if you could only eat one? What's very your high? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I guess, oh, I don't know. Mine's going to be like 12 highs, but <laughs> we'll try and wrap it up. I'd love to see it. Honestly, launching the podcast was a huge one. Yeah. I feel like it's just been such a cool... Um, yeah, I'm just so glad we did it. Yeah. I think more than anything. I did – I mean, I moved out just before the start of this year in on Christmas. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Random, but why did I do that? <laughs> but moved out on Christmas and then – so I, I don't know. I guess like living out of home, sort of starting my own life, And I guess in a sense, um, moving online. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So I, there's many. so many things. Yeah, starting the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just – I don't know. I'm proud of a lot of things this year. Yeah. Good friendships. Things are just good this year. Yeah. I feel the same. Yeah. I think for me, one would be moving back here. Oh, That's I'm, just yeah. been like the biggest high. Hamilton Island. <gasps> See, how was that this year? Right? Wild. That was so good. We need to get the boys on in the studio in, yeah. on the podcast. They'll freak out. They would. Headsets on. <laughs> they won't even be able to like string us in together. Oh my God, I can uh, hear myself. Yeah. No, we do have to get them back with good quality sound this we time. We do. Um, but yeah, probably starting my brand. I just think everything's kind of been flowing this year. So there's yeah. been a lot of highs, which is incredible. And no, don't you think as well, we haven't... I love, you know, when friends start talking like, we, we, like, we don't like this. We do. Oh my, oh, come on. Like, <laughs> come off it. But I do think we haven't had any expectation on what this year was going to look like. Uh, what would you say our style is in terms of like running business? 
Sort um, of just like wake up and do what you want that day. <laughs> yeah, wake up and see what happens. <laughs> yeah, but we don't really plan anything. No, like we have goals, but equally it's just like, well, I know what I'm doing is going to get me there eventually. Yeah, I think so. It's a, I don't know. I think this time of just life is a, it's important to not be too set on how you think something should look. Have the goal, but allow space to pivot within those goals, I guess, yeah. more than anything. I also think this year, and I know we've talked about this a few times, I feel like mm. I have kind of stepped into myself more than I ever have before. I feel yeah. like this year something has shifted. I have gotten rid of friendships that I'm not happy with. I feel a lot more secure. Boundaries. <laughs> Boundaries. We love to see it. But I've got more secure with myself mm. and what I want and confident. Yeah. Which I really do just think comes with age and things you experience. Yeah. 100%. And oh, it's so funny. I know we've said it before, but you look back on a video or a podcast and you hear yourself and you're like, whoa, mm, right? I changed a lot. But it's... I don't know. It's yeah. cool. I love that. Well, we were saying this. I feel like I said that about everything. We were saying this the other day. <laughs> but if we were saying that, you know, if you knew us three months ago, you didn't know, you don't know us now. Yeah. And I think that's, that's cool, right? Yeah. That's life. And even, um, you know, the six month girls at the moment, we're on week 10 and I, I always sort of think back to the beginning and I'm like, wow, you know, half of this year I'm working with this group of girls you know, six months of this year, which is crazy. And mm. even um, for them, you know, they're working with each other for six months. Yeah. We're 10 weeks in. They've changed. Mm-hmm. I've changed. And that is so cool to, for one, do in a group container and be together in that growth. And two, just to be able to recognize how far you've come by having sort of something more tangible like time, like a course, like a program where you're like, yeah, well, I have evidence through either um, journal entries, conversations, notes, things you've written down in modules where you can look back and think, my mindset has completely flipped. And even though you don't notice change um, typically over time because you're experiencing your own life, you don't really see it. But as a coach or as a friend to someone in a group container, whatever that looks like, you can see that in someone. And it's cool when you're in... I don't know, in a space or in a community where you actually get to witness that growth in yourself and sort of reflect back on that and be like, wow, like I have changed a lot. So much. Yeah. I just think it's the most like empowering feeling knowing that you are constantly becoming a better version of yourself. And I really do think we've done that a lot this year. Yeah. Just by so many different things. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's cool, isn't it? I think I have one more. Okay. Go on then. What advice would you give someone wanting to start YouTube dash Instagram as a career? Ooh. Okay. This is definitely one for you. (laughs) I think I would say for starters, know why you're doing it you know Mm. I think a lot of people see influencers do you know what I was having a thought the other day tell me about it instead of the word like uh, people throw out influencer and I suppose that technically is what a lot of people are doing but I'm like I kind of prefer the name like recommendator (laughs) I just recommend things you know Okay, anyway. Okay, so when you want to start a career being a recommendator, what are your recommendations? (laughs) So I would say, firstly, yeah, know know your why. Do you actually know your intention? Know your intention. Are you really just wanting to make money online? Yeah. Or 
do you want to give people value? Do you want to just – And do we want to give a little bit of insight quickly into working with brands and what that yeah. actually looks like? Absolutely. Do you have any specific questions? Well, no, I just think there's a probably a massive misconception with um, – recommendators or influencers whatever you want to call them being like it's not hard or it's a really easy job or you just post this or you just do this I think something that not a lot of people think about is I really never want to come across like sounding conceited in any way when I talk about this but I have what a quarter of a quarter of your following maybe I don't even know I'm not sure I'm I'm not a math person but like it's significantly less right I know how many emails I get in a week in regards to collaborations and whatever. Mm. I can only imagine what you get in a week. It is really, um, what's the word? I think a lot of people think influencers aren't genuine. Mm. Recommendators, sorry. Recommendators aren't genuine. But like truly, I know for me anyway, I know for you, I would never recommend something or use something or promote something or whatever that I don't actually use. Mm -hmm. And I think there's a huge stigma around recommendators or influencers. (laughs) I'll never live that down. Um, Yeah, that's really – What's what's the word like insincere and yeah they'll take it, anything for yeah money. doing it for a quick buck but it's so not like that no. at all yeah definitely I think I work with three brands yeah if that that's the thing and I think you learn that more and more the more time you're on social media mm-hmm. but sticking to a few core brands that you love is the secret yeah like I work with Amon Aim Amon I think it's I Aemon. always say Amon I just like that but yeah love like I wear the activate every day yeah. I love it. Naked yeah. Harvest. I use their stuff every single day. Mm-hmm. It's, exactly. It's just important to, I don't know, be true to that. And I just don't think that, um, I don't know, like it's easy to look at it and think like, oh, how good would free product be or how good would that be? But it's, there's, oh, I guess it's something that we could definitely talk about. There is a lot that comes along with being online, mm. the anxiety, mm-hmm. the stresses, the judgment, the self-worth, the everything. Mm-hmm. Constant analysing of yourself too. Is Do you want lot. to talk a bit on that? Yeah. Well, I was even saying to her this morning, you know, if I wake up and a video has gone live while I've been asleep, I get instant like anxiousness and I start sweating and my heart starts pounding because mm-hmm. it's almost like, what if I've done something wrong? What if I've said something wrong? What about if I got a hate comment and that's starting something? Like, I don't know. I know that, you know, a lot of people look at working online and working as a recommendator slash influencer and they go, that is so easy. And don't yeah. get me wrong. It's amazing. I love it. And I wouldn't want to be doing anything else right now. Mm. But, you know, it's as we've said last week, your problems are relevant to you and your life and your stresses are also relevant to you and your life. Yeah. So that to me is so stressful thinking, oh my gosh, like, you know, if someone doesn't like what I've said, like that's a personal dig on me. And if something, if drama is yeah. starting around me, that's again, a personal dig on me and I hate it. And it does make me really anxious. So I think that a lot goes into it. I also think that, you know, oh, it's just crazy to think that, Sorry, I totally lost my thought when I just saw that call. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I know what you mean. And for me, I mean, I know I said this a little bit in our um, interview this morning with Luca, but same thing with the anxiety. Like I I just have a – I don't want – I'm not here to upset anyone. Do no. you know what I mean? I think that's like the biggest thing. And 
what's the analogy that you use? The peaches one. Oh, yeah. You could be the ripest, juiciest peach in the world, but not everyone likes peaches. Yeah. And this is relevant to everyone. So I feel like, you know, when you put yourself out there online, whether that be YouTube, podcasting, Instagram, Instagram stories, whatever, it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. Like you're open to everyone. And I know people can have the argument of you put yourself in this situation. Yes, but there is pressure to post. There's pressure to be engaged. There's pressure to be online. Um, not in a way that's negative, but you want to show up for people that want to follow you because there's that obligation. Like if you're following me, of course I want to bring content or whatever it might be. But equally, yeah, the thought of offending someone to me is sometimes overwhelming. And I'm like, I just would hate to think that I've said something that has triggered something in some way. Um, and yeah, you're kind of just constantly, you're constantly on and you're constantly just analyzing like, oh, should I not have said that? Should I have said that? Mm-hmm. Even podcasts, I find myself getting like, oh, what did I say? Yeah. And I listen to it like a maybe one or two times before they go live. And even still, I'm like, oh, should I, I really said that? hope someone doesn't mind that I swore or mind that mm. I said that or yeah it's hard and I know the majority of you are so supportive and just I mean you are like yeah we, yeah it's it's amazing but I don't know yeah it's, it's not all it's like up to yeah well no, the grass is always greener on the other side you know you'll Completely. be looking at another person's life thinking that it's just perfect but mm-hmm. no one's life is perfect getting back to the question <laughs> yeah. what was the question how to start yeah, my God. I don't know if we just talked you out of it or what the go was. What advice would you give someone wanting to start a YouTube or Instagram career? Okay. Firstly, I would say don't expect anything to happen in the first year, at least. Yeah. No. You know, like some, you might get the one hit wonders that blow up overnight and they go mm. crazy. But generally, and as the platforms are getting more and more, what's the word? what's that word I'm saturated saturated yeah you know it's harder to be seen and stuff like that so don't expect any you know fast rewards because it's not going to happen and it's you've got to play the long game not the short game I mean I think I've had my account for two and a half years Mm. and I think maybe I'm nearly at 17 but that's two and a half years Mm -hmm. it doesn't happen overnight and it's so easy to see someone being like you are so successful but you haven't seen the previous three years of doing Mm. things for free and doing things you know I remember I think I I think I started getting paid from YouTube two years in and I was posting every second day to every day Mm. isn't that wild yeah that is wild and you know I was working nine to five or no I didn't do a nine to five did like a six or two you know five days a week I'd come home film videos edit videos it's a lot of hard work at the beginning for little reward Mm. but if you stick at it it's worth it and don't you think as well, like, don't be afraid of what people think. People think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know? Would I have started in school? Absolutely Absolutely. Not. Well, yeah. I, I started in grade 12. Yeah. And I might have said this on the podcast before. I'm not sure. Mm. But when so- people started finding out, I remember the first person was like, oh, I found your YouTube channel. And I was like, <gasps> like, it just it made me feel instantly like I was going to vomit. Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah. I went on and privated all my videos. <laughs> and it was actually my dad that was like, so don't like put them back to public if you actually want to do this this is the hardest part that you've got to get through he really is an absolute legend (laughs) um so I you know popped them all back on public and kept posting and of course I was at parties and people pretended like they were vlogging and made fun of me and I laughed and went haha yeah and now they're the ones messaging (laughs) (laughs) being like oh hey like miss you so much I'm like yeah we've had two conversations in our life and one was when you bullied me (laughs) yeah Yeah. so it's interesting yeah I guess like be ready for backlash from 
like the immediate people in your life. Family um, too. Know your why more than anything. Yeah, definitely. And st- it's a long game. Stick at it. It's a long game. Yeah. It's a grind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. But, but I guess recommendations. Yes. We will stop the questions there because we yes, could go on. We have gone on a lot. But <laughs> I hope, I mean, I hope that, yeah. I mean, it was quite random. We, yeah. we answered a very large array. Me too. Okay, recommendations. Can you go first? Because um, I have to do a cheeky thinkeroo. Mm. Let me ponder on that for a second. <laughs> That's what we said last week. <laughs> do you know what? I'm looking down at my phone case right now. I actually I got a it. yeah. Mm. It's from Caseify, and I love it so much. <laughs> so that's my recommendation. I, yeah, I actually really do like that case. Yeah. Mm. Puzzle. <gasps> oh my gosh, you scared me so much. <laughs> Right, don't do that to me. I bought a puzzle. She did. Five dollars. Yeah. From on. where? Cotton on. Yeah. Interesting. I I don't know. <laughs> um did it take me two and a half hours last night to sort through pieces? <laughs> yep. <laughs> did I do half of one edge? Yep. <laughs> um it was, it was I liked it. Yeah. Okay. And you know what? If you're not a reader, yeah, and you're not like a meditator or anything. Not a meditator. Yeah. Um, it's a good chill, relax. But it can yes. also really be very frustrating. Mm, yeah, I did stay up to 11.30 trying to get it done. Yeah. Get it done. Like, what did I get done? <laughs> can I say another recommendation? I'll show you a photo of my table on yeah. Instagram. <laughs> Please do. Um, I have another recommendation. Okay. Very random and mm. like, very random. INV. Okay. You know what? This is, this is... Anyone listening who's ever messaged me or Soph about her eyelashes, listen up. <laughs> okay, so for the past, maybe I should put a before and after on the Drink More Water podcast page. Yeah. Okay, I will. But after this podcast, gonna podcast goes out, live. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, it's an eyelash serum. And mm. my eyelashes were kind of destroyed from mascara, I reckon. Mm. And I started using it three months ago. And can I tell you, the lash growth I have experienced. They're huge. Out of this world. Sometimes I'm like, oh, like, I need to stop. They're touching your eyebrows, right? I now. can't even wear sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> and can I just preface, it is expensive. I think it? it's I think it's like $150. Oh, so. I know. You are like, go get it. No, don't go get it. But also. I will be getting it. <laughs> if you're serious about lash growth. But. Yes. If you think about what fake eyelashes cost, that's not bad. Very true. I like that. Little spin on it. Yes. Yes. I think you can also like just get it in salons. Like it's kind of like a bit of exclusive. Yeah, I bought it on eBay, but Dodge button worked. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Love that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't have any else. <laughs> Look, that's good enough for today. I think. I think it is. Yeah. But I'm going to get some better ones. Yeah. I'll think about it this week. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we hope you guys have enjoyed this podcast. Yes, it was. Um, it was just nice sit it down, was. catch up. Well, you guys probably walking, but yeah, pleasure to be here in your ears again, <laughs> and we appreciate yeah all love and support. So, head over to our Instagram if you haven't followed it already. We're definitely mm-hmm. a bit more active over there now, which is we always are. Nice. I'm actually quite mm. proud of us. So am I. I think it's the most we've ever posted on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. but we're doing well, and 
as well as that, make sure you join our Facebook community. Yes. I was also going to say maybe we can even ask the question, but let us know which guests you would like to see yes. slash what topics you would like us to kind of do podcasts about. Yeah. Love it. We might start a thread in the Facebook group. Yeah. Amazing. All well, have an amazing week, guys. We'll be back in your ears next week. Yes. Um, yeah. We exactly. love you so much. Yeah, we do. See you. <laughs> Bye. Bye.